all profit is value extraction. And that means that all profit is theft from you. Corporate America is on welfare, and they you got to get them off welfare. Welcome to Cars and Comrades. My name is Bryant. Today we got the full crew here. Brandon, Connor, and Zach. How are y'all feeling? Doing good. Doing decent. Yeah, I'm all right. Sweet. And we were just talking, you know, off recording about some hot dogs and stuff, but uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll save that for later. Uh, we're we're going to do some uh, listener submitted questions uh, today. Little discussion topics that you, the audience, have told us uh, or asked us, I should say. But uh, but first, we're going to get into what we've been doing on our various cars. So, um, what order do we do we want to go in this time? Um, I I have nothing to say on the question of what order should we go into. But uh, I know we've talked about this in the past. Perhaps when we do our car updates, we should probably also mention. A little more detail about what our cars are because there could be some newer listeners who just hear us say the ford or the z or yeah you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so um maybe with your update brief little what do we got uh in the garage or whatever too for sure yeah so if you're a new listener this is for you thanks for thanks for joining us uh kind of in the middle of the thing here so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, I think it's Brandon's turn. Why don't you, Why don't you go first with your updates? My life is falling apart. Okay. Uh, I don't even fucking remember where I was at last time. Uh, so uh, to acquiesce to, to Connor's request, uh, my my seventy four Ford van that I refer to just as the Ford because it's the only non GM product I own. Uh, I came home from New Year's and it just wouldn't start. I actually missed New Year's festivities with my friends because I was trying to get it to run. And by the time I realized something was actually fucked up, I uh, just was too late to do anything. But I got it fixed. It was it was just the electronic ignition module. Um, So I just had to order one and got it a couple of days later. Took very little time to swap out. Everything was good. Just fired up fine. Ran good. And then I got optimistic. Oh, yeah. Uh, not good. It, it drove just fine for three days. And then the one day that my boss had asked me to drive my van to work because we needed it because his was in the <laughs> shop. Uh, oh, no. I start it and it starts just fine, but it makes a god awful grinding noise that you never want to hear come out Ooh. of an engine. Yeah. Uh, not good. Uh, but uh, because my starter acts up sometimes, I knew what it was, sort of. Um, was it, it just was like my the gear? The gear not retracting? Yeah. Okay. Uh, But it chewed three or four teeth almost all the way off of the flywheel. Oh, crap. So there seems to be enough for it to still bite onto. But I can't imagine that there's a lot of life left in those teeth. So now I have to pull my transmission. (laughs) Again. Great. Uh, No, I've never pulled the transmission on this. Oh. But... I'm, I'm mixing uh, it up. You're, you're pulling some major part out of it. 
Yeah, I I can't. It's just the, a new starter and it runs fine, but god damn it. I'm going to like just because of the dumbest little fucking thing, I have to like pull my transmission and I'm just going to go ahead and do a new clutch while I'm in there and all, but yeah, sounds about it's, right. It's running for the time being. Uh my Chevy, which is my other like daily driver van, a 1975 Chevy with a 327 small block in it. Um, it, I've been fighting like I got the uh, I got the new gaskets in the intake a while ago, but every time I put the carb on it and fuck with it, it just doesn't run right. And I finally got it to where it seemed like it was really close to running right, but it would it was having a surge at idle, like 200 RPMs up and down. Hmm. And usually that says to me an air air bleed, like it's it's yeah, pulling in air from bit. somewhere. Yeah, just a little. But uh, I ended up finding that yesterday, and it was actually a fuel leak inside because part of the carburetor had warped to the point where the gasket wouldn't seal anymore. Oh, and hmm. it's it's like a probably a ten dollar part. Like it's not nothing major. And I even think that I tightened the screws down enough to take out the warpage. <laughs> good um but it's it's just been really disheartening because i can't keep anything running for more than a week lately yeah that sucks i i forget which van it was that you were talking about last time that you you were like i, I think i fixed it but i had to go and do something else and yeah, it's that was the Ford, re- okay yeah so that so when yeah. we last recorded we didn't know if it was going to start, but you were pretty confident it was. So at least it did do that much. Oh, it, it starts and runs. And I would even argue that it's like could be driven, especially knowing now that it was leaking fuel and not sucking air. So it would be rich, not lean. I could probably drive it in a pinch, but I'm just trying to get it to where it runs good. Yeah, of course. And uh, it's been fine. And I even have a new carburetor that I could put on it. And all of my friends think I'm an asshole for not putting a new carburetor on it. But if I can avoid putting it on, it is like brand new and still within the return period for Summit. <laughs> mm. So I, I save 350 bucks if I can get the carburetor that I, I have right. Because months ago, the carburetor broke before my intake gasket failed. And right. so I, re- I replaced some of the parts. And it's just been this cascading effect of bullshit. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. You know, I don't think I said this with enough emphasis before, but that sucks. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything you're saying, <laughs> I, I was I was a little too quick there before, but that sucks, man. Yeah, it's it's just really frustrating that like the one thing I have running is a time bomb because right. I feel like the the first time that like I it starts hard and comes across those broken teeth. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I'm just going to have that much bigger of a problem on my hands. Uh, the only thing going in my favor is I think it was three teeth that were damaged and it's a 146 tooth flywheel. So that's like 2%. I'm like, there's like a 98% chance that it's going to start every time. <laughs> yeah, that might be that might be few enough teeth that it can go over that section without being too bad. Hopefully. Uh, and honestly, ninety-eight percent chance of starting is better than usual for that thing. So, right. I was going to say that's better than a lot of my projects. So, yeah, that's really not bad. I think that's less of an issue than the whole leaking fuel thing, 
because that actually makes it an actual time bomb, as in you don't know when, but it is going to explode eventually if it just continues to leak fuel out of it. Like It's like a slow drip because it's it's through one of the metering plates, so it wasn't a heavy leak. That's why it's just surging a little bit. Okay. Okay. I mean... I think it'll work. Fuck it. I actually think driving it would make it less severe because it's a slow, steady leak. So yeah, at higher RPMs, you're going to be using that fuel rather than just wasting it out the exhaust. Yeah, it's probably only going to cause you an issue at idle. That seems like a good running car to me at that point. <laughs> <laughs> just don't die in a van fire, please. What kind yes, of fire please. do you want me to die in? <laughs> <laughs> no fire, preferably. But Honestly, based on my past, I don't think that's likely. All right, fair. <laughs> It's fair. 100% chance I die in a fire. 50% chance it's a van. <laughs> I mean, that would be on brand for you, at least. Brand on. <laughs> uh, that's it. I, I, I don't have anything else to say. It's just been a fucked week, and things are moving along. They're going forward, but it's frustrating. Yeah. I guess that means it's my turn, and uh, I haven't really been doing a whole lot, except I did a oil change on my Sabru the other day. And uh, for the listener, that's a 2005 Saab 92X Aero, which is mechanically identical to a same-year um, Subaru Impreza WRX. So it is basically just... Uh, General Motors at in 2005 owned enough of a share in Subaru and Saab to say, all right, all right now you, you two kiss uh, and make a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're going to sell it in uh, the U.S. and Canada only. So it's, it's just they took an Impreza and they put different styling on it to make it a Saab. And they're like, <laughs> we'll make the turbo version, which is the WRX. Uh, and we'll call that the arrow because that's the Saab terminology. So it's uh, it's easy to get mechanical parts for and difficult to find uh, body parts for. So like if I needed a set of headlights, it would probably be like, I don't know, $400 or something. What? Um, not like the bulbs themselves, but the actual headlight. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or like a you know bumper or a tailgate or a hood or something like that. That would be difficult to find. Oh, the parts for your vehicle are really hard to find. I can't relate to that. At all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I did an oil change, um, and uh, I was look. You know, last time I was talking about like, wouldn't it be cool to put twin turbos on this thing? Yeah. And you know, I I bet there's enough room to put it in. You know, the same location left and right. Um, just like the stock turbo is. And that would be more difficult uh, because with Subaru WRXs or any turbo Subaru for that matter with the EJ motor, um, the turbo inlet pipe. So the pipe in between like the air filter and the turbo inlet, it goes underneath the intake manifold. Oh yeah, you got to heat it up real quick before it, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to the turbo. <laughs> um, so it goes yeah, it's on the on the passenger side, on the right side of the motor. And if I were to mirror that and put another turbo on the left side, on the driver's side, 
there is a air conditioning compressor in the way of the the tube that would go there for the turbo inlet. So um, I guess that wouldn't work exactly as you know the stock one would. You've got you've got you a stock just... car mindset here, man. You need to go rotated turbos on both sides. Yeah, no inlet pipe, just straight air filter to tube. Yeah, right which into I the think... turbo. I think you should have the turbos hanging out the hood and just like <laughs> awesome. put the filter. Yeah. Just do that. That's I think that would be way cooler. I know. Uh, I know mighty car mods did that a few years ago. They did. Yeah. But um, no, I, yeah, I guess you could just like take a whole saw to the fender and put the pod filter in there or something. But yeah, I'm sure there's a way to do that, but, but yeah, <laughs> it would be a lot of work and I'll probably never do that. Um, but I do, um, my, my roommate's moving out um, sometime in the next month. So I'm going to have the garage to myself. So I'm going to be able to move my MR2 in there and start tackling some of the stuff I put off, um, sort of my winter project stuff, which is the um, poly bushings for the suspension because nice. the... 36 year old ones in there 37 year old ones are uh you know pretty pretty rotten and gross um and then i am gonna do the brakes and probably put new tires on it and what else i think that's about it 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 might need a couple other little maintenance things um but yeah i'm hoping to have that you know all good and driving uh in the summer and then maybe if i want more suspension stuff i'll do coilovers and sway bars and all that kind of shit but i don't know i i'm i'm pretty happy with the way it is it's you know it's not fast like we talked about last time it's slower than a new prius uh in a straight line but uh it's it's a fun car to just daily and get good mileage and you know carve up the corners and stuff like that but um yeah that's what i've been up to oh i i thought of a funny thing can, can I throw in one last like car uh, project adjacent thing that happened to me? Yeah, definitely. Uh, when I had the top, like the intake and all torn off of my Chevy, um, I had decided to buy new valve covers. Uh huh. But it uses a different style of valve covers than older small blocks did. Uh, they call them like the center bolt valve covers. And okay. I couldn't find any that I both liked and were in stock. So like everything that I liked was going to be like two or three months wait. Yeah. So I had to just throw the old ones back on. Now I'll say that there were ones that I liked that I could have ordered that like weren't really what I wanted, but were cool, like compared to what I have on there now and all. Uh, anyway, I was doing some work on my house this past week and I had to go into my basement to shut the water off because I was working on the sink. And I found that set of valve covers in my basement. <laughs> freaking awesome i have no recollection ever acquiring them um if they are if i got them when i think i might have they've been there for at least seven years and none of the chrome is in bad shape nice i genuinely aspire to be you <laughs> <laughs> like i just want to find cool part like cool car parts that i forgot i had someday god that would be awesome <laughs> 
Do all of my friends. I'm too organized and I don't have enough projects. That's the problem. <laughs> well, so these, these existed from before I got my shop space and organized things to a degree. So, so like, I really don't even know what all's down there. There's a bunch of motorcycle frames and stuff in my basement that, like, I don't remember what all is down there. Is it uh, is it possible awesome. that like car parts are just reproducing in your basement, <laughs> like spontaneous generation or something? I feel like my my basement might be some sort of ghost manufacturing facility. Like, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I th I thought it was pretty sick that it was something so specific. Because <laughs> I have yeah. like valve covers laying around everywhere, but like not that style. That is that is a stroke of luck right there. For sure, I'll t I'll take a win where I can get it these days. Oh yeah, you but, know one of my old coworkers was had the idea of like exploiting the labor of ghosts. I forget exactly uh, how he planned to go about doing this, but I think it involved murdering people that were already trained to do the job. <laughs> that sounds reasonable. Yeah, I'm probably not it. I feel like that's going to become kind of a common trend in the next few few years. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna do it. They're gonna turn people into like AI programs and you know train them, kill them, and then put them into a computer. It's gonna happen. Isn't that what Neuralink is? I just yeah, murder. <laughs> yeah, they were just doing it in the wrong order. They kept killing yeah. them before they got the training done. Yeah, uh, Neuralink is actually just code for monkey murder. <laughs> Pretty much. Now, to be clear, that's uh, murdering monkeys and not being murdered by a monkey. Right. Very fine distinction there. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should, we, should we let Connor talk? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, okay, well, so I don't have too, too much going on, although I did learn some interesting info uh, regarding my tune stuff, so that's, that's coming up. Um, but to remind the listeners, uh, what I'm talking about here is my 2003 Nissan 350Z, uh, and it's got a built, uh, naturally aspirated motor. So uh, I spent a lot of money building it, and so now it doesn't work very well. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, spent a lot of money to uh, to have a lot of problems. <laughs> but um, I learned one of the possible reasons for all of my tuning issues for the last year. Uh, I was informed that the guy who did the tune on my car is no longer at the tune shop and he's not there for a reason. So mm. yeah, that's um, that is some insider info that I, that I got now from. Well, it depends. Someone... Is the reason that he was uh, like doing really good work, but wanted to be paid fairly. Ag believe it or not, no, <laughs> he was doing bad work. Um, and apparently and I still also, getting paid unfairly. <laughs> I actually have it on pretty good authority that they pay actually kind of halfway decent, a lot better than I thought they did over there, which I was glad to hear. So they're, they're not, they charge a lot of money and they make a lot of money. So it's only fair that they pay the workers halfway decent. Um, but wow, let said, me tell you about bosses. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I'll stop. All right. Yeah, I'm not even trying to be like I'm not even trying to savage over to, like just it's better than other shops. Um, but anyway, so I learned that he was he was fucking up a lot of cars. Um, and it seems like mine's probably one of them. So 
there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I can, I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to give them a call. I've been meaning to for the past like two weeks. I just keep forgetting. Uh, so this week I'm for sure going to do it. I'm going to call them and say, Hey, my shit's still fucking running like shit. Uh, can you fix it for free? Because I already paid for it. So yeah, so I might have a solution to that pretty soon. And I'm kind of psyched about that. Uh, now, do then, they have someone else at that shop that's competent and can do it right? Uh, yes. Uh, they have a couple of friends of mine. So, oh, okay, <laughs> this is why I have the insider info. So, um, they do, and they also have. I guess they had, do have someone else doing uh, up rev tuning there as well. So they've got a few sets of eyes. So we'll see. Um, that might. Uh, I don't know. It could just. It could be false hope, but um, I'm feeling good about that because that. You know, if it's a simple fuck up that they can find and fix, my shit could be actually legitimately running right, which would be really sweet. <laughs> so anyway, that's coming up. And then I also just I did a um, oil change and a diff fluid change. Did them about a week apart because I ran out of fuck time last week and I pretty much run out, ran out of time today on some other stuff. But I finally have the two basically done at the same time um, so I can just going forward change my engine oil and diff fluid at the same time from now you know from now on so um because they were kind of on an off schedule and i didn't know which one was changed when exactly so now i've got them on the right schedule and i can change them both at the same time every time i uh every time i go to do it so uh and everything looked clean i mean you know engine oil looked fine and the it's weird the diff the diff oil always looks like crystal clean every time i change it um it's kind of weird that it doesn't like look fucked up at all it's just you know looks like it came right out of the container that way so but they recommend changing it every three thousand miles so you know i don't want to fuck the with that fluid? yes three thousand miles yes it's fucking crazy hold on when you say they recommend that's like a manufacturer recommendation or like a hey you're drifting this car you should do this recommendation uh it is a manufacturer recommendation but i have heard from people who do drift this shit they're like don't fuck around with this you paid a lot of money for these diffs don't fuck it up because if you if you're look i don't do three thousand miles i can't bring myself to do that but i'm doing you know, my normal engine oil change. So that five to 6,000 miles, it's got to be done. So, yeah. So I'm even pushing it a little bit. Um, but again, it comes out looking crystal clean. It's just, it's all the friction, uh, additives and stuff that obviously get, you know, whatever used up, but yeah, it's very, very frequent. Um, and I do not want to fuck up this diff cause you know, it's fucking expensive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. crazy to me, though. I I would never have guessed that 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 would be like a manufacturer recommendation. That's that's insane. Well, yeah, and so I looked. Of course, the first thing when I was looking at this diff and I was talking to people, I was like, "Oh, three thousand miles. They must be out of their fucking minds." I will do every thirty thousand miles. Like, shut the fuck up. It's a diff. And I yeah. did have some people say real quick. They're like, "Nope, don't fuck with that. It's it's legit." make sure you change it i'm like fuck what a pain in the ass so yeah it's it is it is absurd to change the fluid that much i agree but you know i want it working right i want it uh to grip up and do what i want so 
you know, I'm not in any position to go uh, testing that out. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. I definitely wouldn't fuck with it either. If people were saying, no, it's 3K, just, yeah, just do it. But, yeah. yeah, they're saying they actually surprised. do it. I know. It's, it's, I, it's wild. I still feel like there should be a way around that, like... I don't know if you can get like a cheaper version of the diff fluid or like filter it or add more of those <laughs> yeah. friction additives or whatever when they get used up or I don't know. Like I saw this YouTube, this guy on YouTube the other day that was um, built his own like oil refinery in his backyard to like turn old motor oil into like diesel fuel. Um, That's wild. <laughs> so just saying maybe, maybe, you know, mix up some diff fluid in your kitchen or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take that into consideration. <laughs> um, so no, uh, but anyway, so I've got all that fluid changed. Uh, I didn't have time to change my headlight, but I did have time to actually crawl under the car a little bit and fucking just take a quick peek at some of the suspension components. Uh, the main issue that I have right now is the one in the rear. Uh, the, I think it was the, um, the camber arm back there is the, where they, they they fucked up on my car that one shop that I didn't like um, and they like changed out that bolt or whatever and it's the eccentric bolt but whatever they did something some nonsense and they must not have put a bushing back or something whatever it's really fucked up and like my whole rear wheel can move um, so like the camber changes and I can feel it when I'm driving like mid turn I can feel the camber change all of a sudden and it's real not good. Now I've known about it for a while, but it is bad and I do have to like start thinking about fixing that kind of soonish. So probably best to do that before I even uh, go to any more drift events in the spring. So, but it was nice to be able to go and check around and test some other stuff. See, I didn't see anything else. that was too, too loose. So, other than that, I think it's in relatively okay condition. Um, so that's all I got on the Z. And then the Camaro, which for the listeners is a 97 uh, SS uh, 30th anniversary Camaro. Uh, so it's it's a piece of shit. I hate it. Um, but nothing new on that. It's just sitting at the shop with a broke, some sort of transmission issue. So mm. nothing new on that. It's just been sitting there for a few months. <laughs> He hasn't bothered me about it, so <laughs> I'll get on the fixing that pretty soon, though, because really want to sell that car this year, which I've been saying since we started the podcast. So <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's all I got. Yeah, that's I mean, that's fair. I've been saying I wanted to sell my Audi since well before we started this podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. I've been you know. swearing I was going to fix something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you fix it a lot. It's just it keeps going bad. Yeah, the same thing never breaks twice. So I'm not that bad of a mechanic. <laughs> yeah, same here. Um, I I I did work on my Audi, which is a 2004 Audi S4, um, yesterday, and uh, I did actually make some pretty good progress on it. I think uh, I was working on getting this rear timing cover off, which if you don't know, Audi's timing is a system of four, I think maybe six chains, a lot of timing chains. Jesus. That's, that's too many. That's too many. Oh yeah. No, that's far from the worst part. 
they are uh, located on the rear of the engine. So, you know, in yep. between the engine and transmission, the sure. worst possible place to put them. Um, but uh, one of the components is a, a mechanical cam adjuster, which uh, sits on the back of the intake camshaft and through oil pressure can just adjust that cam, you know, a few degrees in either direction. Uh, and I had the engine out once before because the passenger side mechanical cam adjuster failed. So I had it out. I had that fixed. And mind you, these are $900 a piece, these mechanical cam adjusters. Oh so, Jesus. yeah. Uh, dropped the money, changed that one, got it all back together, got it running and driving, and the driver's side mechanical cam adjuster failed. Oh. So, yeah. Instead of trying to pull the engine again, which engine in and out by itself is roughly 18 hours worth of labor i found because i've done it three times now and i really <laughs> did not fucking want to do it a fourth so uh i've been trying to get this you know upper cam cover off without taking the engine off and it's been a fucking nightmare there are two hard coolant pipes that run right up against the back of it one directly into the cover itself and one that just runs across it. There's, you know, obviously the valve cover is right on top of it. There's a ton of wiring right there. It sits right above um, the exhaust that mounts to the um, the manifold on that side. So it's like right below that. Uh, and there's the cat right behind the manifold. So there's a catalytic converter right there. Like, there's just so much shit in this one little area. And, of course, it's right up against the firewall as well. But yesterday, I was able to get that cover off with the engine in the car still. Wow, congrats. Yeah. I never would have thought I could do it other than I found a slideshow. Not like an actual video. There are no words, no description. Just someone posted a video of several pictures of them getting that cover off. So there's no description, no, like... You know, they didn't even write down what they did. They just a few pictures through the process that they posted and like, fuck you, but big ups to that guy. Cause just seeing those pictures was enough to be like, okay, it's possible. He fucking did it. So I know I can do it. And yeah, I got it off. Uh, I think I will actually be able to change out that part with it still in the car. Nice. Um, because, yeah, I, I really did not want to have to pull that engine again. It's like, it's insane what you have to do. You know, it's, it's the whole front clip has to come off. You know, radiator, core support, everything in front of the engine has to come off. And then, you know, you have to drop both front axles and the entire exhaust system. Like, it's just an absurd amount of work. I have so much respect for you that you actually, like, go through the effort of pulling the motor in your Audi. <laughs> like, that, to me, that just seems like, okay, fine, this this car is scrapped now. I, it's, the, it's just, you know, I'm poor. And if I... If I what is why you're poor? It, it, it is a big reason why, but if I can get it fixed and sold, like, that would be huge. And I just, I keep thinking about how much money I've put into it. And like, 
if I don't get some of that money back out, I think I'm financially screwed for the rest of my life. I am never going to financially recover from this. Like, I, uh, uh, to be completely honest, I, I've got a lot of debt. And, uh, you know, that is, selling this Audi for a decent amount of money could really, really help alleviate some of that. So I just hold on to hope. And I uh, apparently am somewhat of a sadist because I just keep causing myself more and more pain with this thing. But, you know, I think this is the time. I think this time, if I get this fixed, it'll really be fixed and I can uh, actually sell it and, uh, yeah, maybe get some money back out of it. Yeah, that'd be, be that would be good. Yeah. Fucking this time, cute. if I fix it, it'll really be fixed. And otherwise, we tell ourselves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, dude. It's, yeah. Uh, that, as much of a nightmare that as that car has been, I would be less than half of the mechanic that I am now without it. Like, say what you want about Audis. They will make you better at working on cars. Like, you'll have to learn some shit, because <laughs> they ain't easy. <laughs> like... Yeah, I, it's been a huge pain in my ass. And like, I've had to buy so many stupid specific tools. Literally yesterday, I had to go to the hardware store and buy a set of uh, Torx key wrenches. So like the, you know, star yeah. Wait, style wrenches? Torx. Yeah, they're like an Allen wrench style, you know? It's just like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I couldn't get a socket down with one of those down into this tiny little area. So, you know, oh, just went man. to the hardware store, bought a set of those, but yeah, it's that, that cover is off. It was insane amount of work. I literally, that was all I did all day yesterday was take that one cover off, but it will save me a lot of time and headache and issues with getting that engine out and putting it back in. Like, the worst part is like every time I do it, an electrical connector snaps and, you know, a bolt gets rounded out and, you know, some other little thing gets screwed up because it's just, there's so many little things that have to happen and like vacuum lines get broken. Like the stuff is just gonna fail when you pull the engine out of that because, you know, it's a 2004, so it's fairly old at this point, almost 20 years. Holy shit. I just realized Next year, that'll be a 20-year-old car. And yeah, it's just, you know, it's just old. It's brittle. And stuff breaks when you have to go through and disconnect so many different things. Like, it hurts me to hear you complain about how old your car is and is a 2004. <laughs> it just, it feels a lot newer than that because I'm not used to having things that are, like, actually new. So the fact that it has, like, heated mirrors and, like, uh, you know automatic headlights is like well it's basically brand new like that stuff that just came out in cars right yeah. but no yeah. it's, <laughs> it's 20 years old now you know this reminds me of when i had my uh 1970 something um vespa moped like mm -hmm. how reliable that thing was and how much you know money i put into something that was only worth a few hundred dollars but you know on a bigger scale yeah yeah, basically. That's just yeah. it's just sinking money into a sinking ship on a on a much bigger scale than that 70s Italian motorcycle. Once a long time ago, I made a terrible mistake and 
I calculated how much money I had spent on what is my worst vehicle, which is my 1969 Chevy van. Like, it needs so much work. And when I figured out how much money I had spent on it, I vowed to never do the math on how much I have spent on a vehicle again. Oh, yeah. I will never calculate the amount of money I put into that Audi. You couldn't pay me to... I don't want to know that number. I never want to know that number. Even it even would, if the amount that they were if the amount that they were paying you to figure it out was, they what if they guaranteed you it would be higher than the, the amount that you had spent? I don't care. It, it would crush <laughs> my soul. My soul is not worth that. <laughs> I couldn't, I would not is. be able to live with myself. Like, I don't think I'd work on a car again, probably. If I actually had that number in front of me, <laughs> nothing could convince <laughs> me to work on a car again. I would just lay down in my bed with every spare second I had until I died. And that would be my hobby. Or or get a reasonable hobby for fuck's sake. Do anything. You go fuck yourself. (laughs) I will never, I will never do that. How dare you? (laughs) No, I, yeah, I should, I should get a reasonable hobby, but I won't. I'll keep, uh, you know, pushing this boulder up this hill. Yep. Just reminding you that you could change. You won't, but could I mean, physically, yes, it's possible to change. Like, I understand that that's possible. I also understand that it's, like, technically possible for me to win a Nobel Prize. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it, it ain't happening, buddy. But what if it, maybe you could win the Nobel Prize in spending too much money on an Audi? If there was a Nobel Prize for that, I would have already won it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, like, I, bet I bet there's some competition out there. That's true. Uh, but, like... I feel like the people that sink the amount of money into Audis that I have probably get some better results, you know, (laughs) like they, they own R8s and shit. (laughs) Or they at least run. Yeah. Or like souped up RS3s or maybe like a, you know, an old RS2 or a UR Quattro, something cool. The the new ones are so cool until they break. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. Yep. Audis are great until they break, and then I don't want to have it anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly. Emotions yeah. are the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, emotions are great when they're the good ones, and then you start having the bad ones, and you're like, never mind, I don't want these anymore. Take them away. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that's that's my Audi update. I think I, I'm cautiously optimistic. It's, it's bit me in the ass in the past several times, but... Yeah, it feels pretty good right now. I think I've got it. Um, got to get the uh, passenger side valve cover off to lock the timing in place so that I can pull that uh, component, that uh, the mechanical cam adjuster. Um, and then, yeah, it should just be, should be as easy as swapping it out, torquing everything back down. On a good path, I think I'm getting it done. Hopefully this week or next. We'll see how it all shakes out. I also have I also have a 2011 Subaru WRX hatchback that I've been stacking parts for, for a pretty big build. Still receiving parts for that. My fucking front mount intercooler keeps getting delayed. I bought it in November, and now it's been delayed until oh, February Jesus. 9th. What and I'm like... Fuck? That is... <sighs> that sucks. Yeah. I'm getting real upset because it's like the one part out of all of this that I could actually put on like without anything else. Like I don't need a tune for it. I don't need like a bunch of other supporting mods or anything. No, I could just slap it on the car and have a front mount, but whatever. 
I got plenty of other shit to work on, so I'm not stressing too much about that. I mean, with all those parts piled up, you need to start like constantly saying the phrase "big things are coming." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Posting uh, vague Instagram photos. The so world big things is are coming, be ready. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The world's not ready for another front mount, slightly upsized turbo Subaru build. <laughs> Especially in Colorado, this is this is the area that you don't see those ever. It's rare here. Uh, yeah, oh, man. Uh, I think that's all I have for my updates. Um, yeah, let's move on. Cool, moving on. So, uh, Connor, you asked on our social media for some, I don't know, questions or prompts or whatever from the listeners, and a few of them delivered. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. It was go really nice of them to take a few minutes out of their day doing FBI work to actually <laughs> things to engage us in this way. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was it was cool. It was hard trying to come up with like how to ask this exactly. Too, I was just like, I don't know, this feels weird, but you know, just trying to get get it out there that okay, you know, if you want to hear us answer a question or discuss a particular topic let us know um so we did get some a few responses we're gonna try and get through all of them if we don't get to yours sorry we are gonna do our best here to get through uh as many of these as we can if you listen to the show you know you know how easy we get sidetracked so we're gonna like i said we'll we'll do our best yeah and if you have any uh if you have anything else that you want us to talk about you know just uh message us again and we'll we'll do one of these again Sometime in the future. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll do another one of these uh, at some point. Um, there will come so, another day where we forget to plan a topic. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't give away the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our uh, first prompt here we got um, is actually from. So uh, I am going to give a few people shout outs if they've. You know, if they're okay with that. Otherwise, a few of these will probably remain anonymous. Um, so uh, we'll go through them that way. All right. So first submission is from the account between underscore the underscore V8 underscore and spelled out underscore me. So that's between the V8 and me. That was a long one. This is going to be real hard. I don't like reading <laughs> Instagram account names. <laughs> I don't know why I agreed to this, but it's always so awkward. You're like, underscore. <laughs> agreed to it. It was your idea, wasn't it? I know. It was literally my idea, but I'm regretting it now. Anyway, so from between the V8 and me, the question is, what's everyone's three-car dream garage with no limitations? Um, which he then put in parentheses. I know it's basic, but I like to ask everyone this. So... Let's go around and think about what is that three-car dream garage, no limitations, money's no object. Uh, well, I was about to say there's no space, but uh, it's three cars. So, you know, got to fit within that. So, uh, I don't know. How about uh, Zach? How about we start with you? Lot of Neva, lot of Neva, lot of Neva. Hate <laughs> <In> this. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Uh, no. 
I mean, yeah, a lot of no. would be cool, but <laughs> I can't even I can't even stick with the joke now. Nah. Uh, one lot would be cool. One lot. One lot would be cool, but if I only get three cars, I'm sorry. One of them's not going to be a lot of like. <laughs> I I fully apologize. Um. Yeah. yeah no, you don't have a lot of room here. <laughs> I have a lot of ideas though, and none of them are lotas. Uh. No limits. I mean, say what you will. I think a, a Lamborghini Mira SV has to be in there i i'm not big on supercars in general but it like started what became supercars i think it's gorgeous i think it's one of the best design cars probably ever does it look different than all the other lamborghinis yeah i think more of like a ford gt kind of but with pointy pointy ends it's not very pointy it's it's smoother (laughs) Oh, it is okay. still Lamborghini. It is very much Lamborghini, but <laughs> it is smoother than modern ones. Let me see if I can throw one up in the chat real quick. What was it called yeah. again? A Lamborghini what? Mira? M-U-I-R-A? Yeah, didn't those have some kind of pop-up headlights or something? They're kind of pop-up, but like, not really. <laughs> You know, I, I, it's not for me, but I looked it up and I, I can see the appeal. Yeah. I just, I think it's really well designed. I think it's, uh, you know, nice lines and everything. And I've always loved them. Like, yeah, I, I do have to look this up for real though. Uh, how is it spelled? M-U-I-R-A. The SV uh, particularly is like the very last one that they made the highest horsepower, you know, the, the best of the best before it went away. Um, and I don't even remember what its successor is, but early seventies. Yeah. They're, they're a nice looking car. Yeah. Gated shifter rear mid engine V12. Like, I just think they're fucking cool. And they have the fender mounted, uh, mirrors like a Datsun. They kind of look sort of Datsun E a little bit from certain angles. Yeah. Yeah, but just uh, you know, souped okay, up. this is fair. I, I was, I was like, any, any. I hate Lamborghini. I mean, the modern ones at the very least. Oh, yeah. I was, I was when you were saying a Lamborghini, I was like, the fuck is he talking? The ugliest car you can buy? <laughs> what is he serious? No, okay, this. So what? Is, what year is this from? They stopped production in '72, I believe. So okay, '68, yeah. I want to say to '72. Very early Lamborghini. It's generally yeah, considered it's the cool. first supercar ever yeah okay this is cool it's really well designed it has that like gentle italian styling you know yeah. like everything is really soft lines and like curves yeah i just yeah. think they're really pretty i gotta be an ass i i think they are the best designed cars ever like okay that's uh, fair. Uh, yeah personal opinion of course i think they're gorgeous that's got to be in my garage for sure fair enough um, Damn. Other than that. Yeah, so one. Got one after 15 <laughs> minutes of discussion. Um, dude, I think a, a 68 Mustang Mach 1 has to be in there. Again, call me a basic bitch That's, if you want. Uh, you know what? Sometimes They're it's okay to be basic that ass. way. That's yeah. classics for a reason. Yeah, and that's what I grew up loving. Like, I mean... 
I spent a shitload of weekends at classic car shows growing up. So stuff like that was like my fucking jam. I definitely love that shit. That one's definitely in there. Last car? Shit, dude. I think, honestly, not to sound too egotistical, but like if I could have a no holds barred, like no limit build on my WRX hatchback, that's the other one. Just a fully, <laughs> that's fair. Yep. fully built, like everything, carbon everything. Literally, like have the um, unibody, like the chassis molded out of carbon and then all carbon panels fully built ej 25 like as built as it could possibly be full rally spec suspension full like under tray like you know uh guards and everything made it like full flat bottom big diffuser big wing like make a rally street car you know yeah probably like Yep. Sequential, sequential uh, transmission. Yeah. Yeah. If I could just have like as much money to throw at that car. Because really, like I think a a rally built Subaru is one of the best all around cars. Like ripping around a Subaru in more or less stock form in the snow is so much goddamn fun. (laughs) Then you add like a, a massively overpowered engine and, you know, uh, a transmission and driveline that can handle that and like really, really good suspension. So much fun. They're fun on the street. They're just fun. You know, I don't know if you've ever hit a speed bump at 40 miles an hour, but it's a good time. It's terrifying. <laughs> you think your car is going to break, but when it doesn't, you're like, oh, hell yeah, this is sick. I mean, your car broke a little bit. I mean, the front bumper, nothing important. Just the plastic <laughs> shit. <laughs> Everything else is fine. But yeah, no, if I had like some uh, under trays, some like, you know, rock guards and shit on it, it would have been fine. Or just, you know, some longer travel suspension. Never would have bottomed out in the first place. Yeah, that's true. You got a point. Yeah. So that, that was, that's my uh, off-road build. My, uh, my Subaru hatchback. Fucking sweet. Well, then um, let's go. uh, I guess let's go with uh, Bryant next. Oh, um, if well, I guess if like no limits, it would be hard to contain it to three cars. You know, like I would have like Uh, that's maybe right there. I'd have like I know name off six cars right now. Well, I'm gonna. So (laughs) (laughs) I would probably have like you know, at least three MR2s and at least three Miatas and uh, probably some other things too. Maybe a couple Subarus. Yeah, you ain't got the garage space. You ain't got the garage (laughs) space. So you can't have like an MR2 and then, oh, and my donor MR2 or whatever. (laughs) Three cars. (laughs) Okay. Well, if we're doing that, I would definitely have some kind of an MR2. Um, Maybe like a second gen turbo. Of course. What other one would you choose? If you got to choose, why would you pick any other one? Well, honestly, I really like the first gen, the AW11, just how like light it is and small. Fair. Okay. So I was thinking, it, you know, if I could find a way to engineer this, um, you know, people have done various motor swaps in those, like maybe um, 
uh, what's it called? The uh, the same engine that's in like the Lotus Elise and the um, Toyota Celica GTS and that sort of thing. You know, it's a it's a 1.8 liter. I think it's a pretty high compression. It might have individual throttle bodies. If it doesn't, I would put ITBs on it. You know, might as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Or maybe some kind of forced induction on it. And then I think it would be kind of fun to, um, I think I've talked about this before, have some kind of a electric motor in the front uh, to give it all-wheel drive hybrid sort of thing. Oh, kind yeah, of like, cool. yeah. oh, like yeah. the new Corvette, you know? So, like, I know there's, uh, I, there's the rear motor from a, um, a Toyota Highlander hybrid. I think that's about like 50 or 60 horsepower. You can, there's also that guy that, that took a Nissan leaf motor and built a custom controller for it and got 300 wheel horsepower out of it. So that's another possibility, but you know, something maybe a little bit less power than what's in the rear drive motor. But, uh, I don't know. That'd be fun. Um, maybe something, you know, pure EV would be fun. Also just a pure EV, uh, MR2. But let's see, as far as a Subaru, I think it would be kind of cool to have something like um, Super Gramps, the uh, the wagon that Marty from Mighty Car Mods has, uh, which is yeah. a, uh, a legacy wagon, like I think around 2005-ish. And then he's got a, uh, a flat six. I think he's got a EZ36 uh, yeah. with a big turbo on it makes around 400 nice. horsepower maybe 450 nice, nice. Um, yo can it, sorry to like interrupt and completely sidetrack real quick yeah but you've seen their newest build right um the, yeah the easy 30 yeah yeah with the easy I, the fully built easy 30 yeah and i think that's more like what i would do is an easy 30 maybe with twin turbos uh maybe with twin charged with a supercharger and a turbo it's um, hey buddy it's your lucky day. I know yeah. somebody who has a legacy out or a, well, an Outback in 01 that came with the EZ30 uh-huh. and I'm helping them swap it to a new motor because they lost a head gasket in theirs. And they're like, yeah, man, you can have the old EZ30 when we get it done. Ooh, okay. Uh- I was like, seriously? They're like, yeah, dude, appreciate your help. You can have it. I don't want it. And I was like, sweet. So... Yeah, you want to build an EZ30? <laughs> I kind of do. Do you know if it's the early one or the late model one? It's the Mark one because it's out of an 01. Okay, so it's, yeah. It's the earlier one. It doesn't have like the variable valve timing or whatever the second gen had. Right. Yeah, the second gen ones had basically like Honda VTEC, their yeah. own version of that. Um, yeah. But those early ones, those I think work pretty good if you put a turbo on them. I mean, yeah. they all work pretty good if you put a turbo on them, but. Yeah, uh, that's a possibility. We'll talk about that more later, I guess. Yeah, definitely put a pin in that. I completely forgot. I was going to mention it earlier, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I think I said before, like the, the problem with flat sixes and swapping in, into different Subarus is it's really hard to get them to pass emissions and like, you know, find an ECU and wiring that'll work um, to make it work. But uh, mm-hmm. I think it is possible. I mean, people have done it. It's just complicated and expensive. So... And then uh, let's see for a third car. I'm not really sure. I think it would be fun to have like some kind of um, maybe, maybe like a rear drive hot rod, like a, maybe like an early Ford replica, like uh, you know, factory five replica or something like that. Something. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> I completely forgot. What? <laughs> I changed my Mustang to a, a, a original Shelby Cobra. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, no limit. Might as well get a $2 million car or whatever. It right? Is. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I forgot about that. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what I would have. Uh, like I said, maybe an early Ford, maybe like a supercar, like a Ford GT. Um, but I think it'd be kind of cool to have something rear drive V8 high performance. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what that would be. Or maybe even just like a comfortable cruiser, like a Lexus LS 400, maybe with some turbos on it. Um, maybe like a, you know, electric luxury car like the uh what's it called the uh lucid air um or something like that but i don't know um i hadn't really given this too much thought <laughs> but uh i feel like it's more fun to not give it too much thought <laughs> exactly yeah just to have possibilities out there to dream i i know at one point i was thinking it would be cool to build some kind of like a like a low cost like a lotus 7 replica and then another time I was thinking uh, maybe an RX-8 with a piston engine, you know, um, <laughs> maybe like, like I said, a factory five, uh, you know, early Ford, like a 32 Ford replica. I think it would be kind of cool to have like one of those fiberglass Ford replicas, but then like put a bunch of like aerospace grade, like composite materials in it to like stiffen it up or just like build your own unibody out of the fiberglass body. And use like um, you know honeycomb and and um, carbon fiber and uh, Kevlar and stuff, and kind of just glue all that all on the inside to make the chassis for it. But I don't know something something crazy like that, or maybe like an early '60s like period correct hot rod with like an early Hemi and um, like all vintage parts and stuff. That would be kind of fun too. I think those early Hemis are cool. Yeah. They're really attainable, um, too. Yeah. Uh, heavy as hell, though. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I could keep dreaming, but uh, I think I'll pass it along to whoever wants to go next. You, you ready, Connor, or you want me to go? Um, I'm is re- I'm ready enough, if, uh, if you want to do me then. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm trying to think, because I... I'm trying to think in between listening to you guys, which is not going well. So I haven't really thought this out myself. <laughs> I was trying to cheat, but uh, didn't get uh, didn't get too far. So I think three car garage for me would be probably a uh, a single turbo 370Z. I don't know. Probably the newer the better. Um, cause it would be really cool to have a newer ish sort of car. Um, not the newsy. If you're just going no, new as possible. No. I haven't look, I've heard that it's got some issues on the track with its suspension. Okay. So I, I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical of the newsy. I mean, it's got some power, but it seems like it doesn't put it to the ground very well, which is, you know, a huge departure for, from the, uh, past Z's. So fair. Yeah. So anyway, that's my thinking now. So yeah, I would go with a 370, mostly because it's it's very very similar to the 350Z. So I'm, obviously I'm used to that. So like the interior is, I mean, nearly identical with you know newerish features, which is cool. A little more cargo space, and they're just faster. That 37 is a better engine. 
So having one of those turbocharged would be fucking sweet. So that would be car number one. Car number two, you know, I'd have to have something pretty, another like iconic drift car. And at first I was thinking 240, but I think if there's no limitations, which is the only way in this, in which this could happen, I think I'd go with a 2JZ swapped uh, RX-7. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. That's, yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, look, if I, even if I had all the money in the world, I wouldn't want to be fixing uh, that fucking rotary every 5,000 miles. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, money no object. You could probably have Rob Dom build you a pretty sweet rotary. Yeah. He seems to have it figured out. Yeah, but I don't know. Two Jay Zs are really cool. Um, although, if I'm being more realistic, I, I think I would probably end up doing a one J, just because you can build them for you know a, a lot of power. Um, I would probably rebuild it to be to really handle that. But they're not as like because those two, even if money no object, the costs for a two JZ are hard to justify. So one Js are pretty expensive too, but two Js are just you are not good at this no limits thing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I want hey, I want what I want. Two J swapped RX seven FD RX seven. I should clarify. So like ninety three yeah. and up. I mean, if yeah, if we're talking you know money no object like get one of those like billet block uh, made by dart or whatever that can make, you know, like 2000 horsepower or whatever. Yeah. But like, see, that's the thing. I don't want 2000 horsepower. I don't even want a thousand. I just want like a two J just making like 750 horsepower. I think would be, Oh, I only. Be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course I'd have to build, build it for that. Um, so I'm still being impractical here. So, uh, yeah, it would be an FDRX7 with a 2JZ. Uh, then, I wonder, probably custom painted. I, I was about to say which color of RX7, and I don't know, I'd probably choose my own color that I don't know right now and don't want to think about. Then for the final car, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling like maybe I should get something practical and put it there, although I also haven't chosen a supercar, um, which I don't know that I'd want one. Um, I don't know. Like, y'all are gonna of... be surprised, but my list is gonna look a lot different than y'all's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would probably pick something that I could like reliably drive. Um, so something with all-wheel drive. Something, maybe even um, maybe like a Toyota Tacoma, like like 2010-ish or something in there where. You know, they weren't as big as they are today, you know, where they're a little bit smaller. And I think you could get those with all-wheel drive, right? Probably. Some kind of four-wheel drive. Yeah, Yeah, I'd want something like that so I can get around in the snow and whatnot. Um, Which sucks to use a perfectly good garage space, but uh, I'm trying to be... My limitation is my ass is going to drive. I only have three cars, so one of them does have to be fucking somewhat reliable, so... In that case, I got to use up one of those spaces for that. So, um, mostly somewhat regular-ish cars. Uh, I, if I had another spot, I think of all the supercars, I would probably put like a C8 Corvette because best bang for the buck uh, in terms of supercars. So, I would probably choose like 
yeah, a C8 Corvette, maybe even this hybrid one, because that sounds pretty fucking cool. It's whatever it is. They said uh, it's close to 700 horsepower, all-wheel drive, hybrid. Can't beat it. So, but that's if I had a fourth spot, and I don't, so I'm going to pick a boring pickup truck instead. So that's that's all I got. Brandon, uh, Brandon, you're up. All right, this is easy. I'm already building half of them. Uh, Okay, my 65 gets a full-frame conversion, a little bit of chop, just enough to be tasteful and a little bit more slick going down the track. Um, I might go big-block Chevy, but I also might go, like, full supercharged Sonny Leonard motor, maybe, like, something better than 800 cubic inches. Uh, 1,000 horsepower at the rear wheel, full interior, full paint job, whole nine. Hell yeah. Uh, so basically what I'm building now, except like with the money to do a full frame conversion and a, a custom motor. That's yeah. one. That was easy. Two, I would probably take a mid Ford like I have now, do like a mild LS conversion to it. Uh, also probably a full frame conversion because the frames are always a nightmare in those. And then you just eliminate future problems. Yeah. You know, just honestly, basically a resto mod on that, uh, but also uh, lowered and angle chopped, which I've talked about before. It's a really weird look. They, Every time I've shown any of you pictures of them, you understood what I saw in them. They look great. But, you know, like amenities, like air conditioning and heat. Um, that's yeah. two. Yeah, because, dude, the, the heat in my Ford fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, it works fine on hot days. <laughs> yeah <laughs> third one we're gonna deviate a little bit i know i've talked about this before but uh since unlimited money this one's gonna have the most caveats uh twin turbo ls swapped uh 66 lincoln continental on airbags and doing whatever a fabricator has to fucking do to shave a thousand pounds off of the curb weight of those factory Oh hell yeah! Oh. I love everything about this. Yeah, this sounds amazing. <laughs> those those I want to say were like forty five hundred pound cars from the factory. Let's get that closer to the three thousand, wow. thirty three hundred, even thirty five hundred pound range. Make like a nice like, uh, r- r- like I don't know. I've I've read these hypothetical builds, or like even supposedly one engineer did a twin turbo LS build that was making like crazy horsepower but because of the way it drove it also got reasonably good gas mileage Hmm. or like the turbos wouldn't spool up until higher rpms and so you know i'll I'll say like hire that fucking engineer to get me like better than 20 miles to a gallon out of my like twin turbo ls and uh you know we'll we'll figure out what the numbers need to be when i'm like yeah you know i'm comfortable with 800 horsepower if it's getting like 28 miles to a gallon like yeah let's do that (laughs) <laughs> i mean didn't those come with the 460 ford in them uh, like stock i don't remember what 66 no 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 460 no absolutely not those were the mel motors the mercury as the lincoln motors they oh, okay were, yeah um unless that like it, the mel might have come in around 67 or 68 i don't remember i don't know ford shit that well i just have right. always loved a lincoln continental man that's it's the kind of car a, you know a president could die in <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, you know, I saw the uh, I saw the Lincoln that Kennedy was shot in. It's in the uh, Henry Ford Museum in Dearborn, Michigan. Oh no shit! Yeah. Hmm. Um, also, by the way, uh, quick tangent: the podcast "Well, There's Your Problem" 
did an episode about the rollout of the Etzel brand, uh, which is uh, worth a listen. I think it's a pretty, pretty good story in like what not to do if you're a car company in launching a new brand. Okay. I'll have to check that uh, out because I, I don't know much about Edsel. I just, yeah. I, I've seen one in the wild in my life and I was like, what the fuck is that? And the guy's like, it's an Edsel. Like, you're yeah. I've seen like two in museums. <laughs> so <laughs> not a lot driving around these days. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that's my list. Just a, a, yeah. everything done up to the nines. But uh, I tend to, to favor accessible stuff. Like, if it's something that I know I could never have, I sort of just learn to not want it. Yeah, that's yeah, sort of that's how fair. I am to some extent. Like, I'm just... Yeah, well, you are you had a Tacoma on your list. That's obviously... <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tacomas are not accessible these days. Have you seen Tacoma prices? No, yeah, no pickup truck is accessible these days. That is that is a fact. Although, okay. I at least did one that was, like, around 10 years old. So, I don't even know if they were making them still then. Yeah, they, yeah. they have they have a break. I thought they had a break for a while. Well, all oh. the frames broke, but <laughs> <laughs> well, then yeah, I'm I'm kind of just guessing smaller Toyota truck. <laughs> so I'm get like, a... yeah, probably 2010 ish. That seems like a get, good get year. a Hilux with a 50 cal in the bed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that would be pretty practical. That, that's really taking the no limits thing in a different direction. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah was this cars or just uh, vehicles in general? Because <laughs> if it's vehicles in general, I want a Sherman. Oh, I mean, look, I would, it just give me a garage. tank. And it did say cars. So how okay, many cars, cars can you get in your garage? Yeah, that's that's. Um, if someone else wants to ask about what tanks we'd have, I think that <laughs> would be uh, a very short conversation. I'll take a, I'll take a Hilux that's uh, upgraded suspension so that it can handle a surface-to-air missile in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we're opening it up to different vehicles, I would have so many different bicycles. <laughs> Weird mopeds. I love it. You get three, and Brian's like, I'll take some bicycles. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't know we could choose that. I'll take a moped and two bikes. (laughs) Um, I'll just just choose one, but it's a a train, and it has a rail system that covers the entire U.S. really effectively. (laughs) But only one train. (laughs) (laughs) I I think, I want to say it was on, it might have been on, well, there's your problem, or or um, Trash Future podcast, they had the idea of like, what if we had just one uh, one loop of rail that covers the entire country, and then we have a train that is the same length as that rail, <laughs> and it just keeps moving, and you hop on, you hop off. <laughs> I think that's a viable solution. All right, tuck and roll. <laughs> I think that'd be a carousel at that point. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Are we ready oh, to move real, on? real quick, by the way, the um, the engine that I was thinking of, um, the Toyota engine is the uh, 2ZZGE mm-hmm. that was in the, the Lotus and stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, but there's also people of doing different swaps with different variants of the 2AR motor that's in like more modern, like boring Camrys and stuff. But those make decent power if you like swap the cams around and stuff. Um, Anyways, sorry to right. have a tangent there, yeah. but no, no problem. <laughs> yeah, we we're we're no uh, we're no stranger to uh, um, getting sidetracked. So um, I'm gonna go a little bit out of order here, um, just because I'm watching the clock here a little bit. 
This one should be quick, but this is a question for uh, Brandon specifically. And this is coming from Curtis CCC. So that's Curtis Triple C. Um, so shout out there. Uh, so the question is, has Brandon ever owned a non-American car? I have, and it was probably the best car I ever owned. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah, okay, so which car was this? Um, in a number of years ago, I was in a bind and had to commute to a, a trade school I was in. And a friend of mine found me a, I want to say, this would have been around 07. It was like a 96 Mazda 626. Oh, yeah. Those are oh, nice. yeah. It didn't have third gear. <laughs> Who needs okay. it? And this was the nicest car you ever owned? Well, it, it was, it had, everything worked in it. It had actually been well maintained and the transmission for- wasn't even broken. The shift linkage was. It oh, just, okay. It, it never caused enough of a pro. It was a five speed. So it wasn't enough of a problem that I ever felt the need to fix it. Also, this was a long time ago. I did not know how to fix anything back then. Um, <laughs> And no, it just, I think that's part of it, though. That maybe that's part of why it was such a good car. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I never fixed anything myself on it. Actually, I never <laughs> fixed anything on it. That's why eventually it did die. <laughs> uh, I was I was dr- going for a drive and the check engine light came on and I'm like, that doesn't worry me. And then it started flashing and I'm like, I assume it's just saying hello. <laughs> <laughs> But also my car had been broken into the night before and uh, they stole my phone charger out of the car. So my phone was dead. So I actually couldn't do anything. And uh, I, I, I blew a head gasket and seized the motor. Sorry, what? You cut out there. Okay, my, my cat just uh, jumped and knocked my earbuds out of my ears. Was... <laughs> yeah, um, Brandon's so... cats, another appearance on the show. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like the secret uh, fifth and sixth members of the show um but yeah that's it that's that's the only non-american car i've ever owned wow all right so they got good well, gas mileage oh man i almost missed that car yeah you should have oh, actually no, you should try I, I briefly had a toyota pickup oh okay it was straight like a real like like a Toyota pickup, pickup like where before they got a name when they were yeah. literally just called the Toyota pickup. Oh yeah, hell yeah, those I, are I, sick. I forget how big the lift kit on it was. Um, oh. A friend of mine was moving and he had three cars, and at the time th- those weren't really worth anything crazy. Like there was no, like he could have sold it, but he mostly ha- he had two other cars he wanted to keep, and where he was moving, even having two cars was going to be difficult for him. So he just signed the truck over to me as a fucking nice thing to do and uh developed a rod knock when we were driving 400 500 miles away from home and we were just uh, trying to like limp it to my friend's house and it uh also seized up mm. wow but well, I, mean, I, I don't believe you the internet told me that you can't kill toyotas that's not possible <laughs> but it just so. requires more effort than it does an american car oh, okay <laughs> but I, i'm willing to do the work but yeah, that one That's was fair. really short-lived. I don't think I had that more than a couple of months. Yeah, gotcha. I know two people that killed uh, two different Toyota Forerunners, so it can be done. It can be done. Oh, t- trust me, if it's got four wheels, I can kill it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it bleeds, it can die. <laughs> it's like a fucking. If it contains dude. engine oil, I, I can <laughs> make sure that it no longer has engine oil. <laughs> 
But yeah, just uh, um, the, uh, um, I'm pro- maybe I'll remember. I actually I own a bunch of Japanese motorcycles, um, but as far as cars go, just just those two. Just those two. All right, <laughs> and they enough. were both purchases of convenience. Well, maybe you should consider a non-American car in the future, because uh, just looking at the track record, <laughs> I very recently have been. You could you could get one of those early Toyota vans where it was just called the Toyota van. Oh hell yeah! Wait, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if I know those. Uh, they're like I don't, you ever seen a Toyota Previa, like the minivan from the nineties? Yeah, it's like that but boxier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that might so, be something worth looking. Very eighties styling. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I yeah, uh, I've actually been cons- like I've everything's been so broken lately that I'm like I don't know could I. S- could I deal with a car payment if it meant actually like getting where I need to go? And I think the answer is no. I just started riding my bicycle more. Oh, that's good. That is legitimately good. Yeah. yeah, like, now, yeah. That, now that my one running vehicle is a time bomb, I'm just like, ah, there's there's other ways to get where I'm going. Yeah. Bike is the way to go when you can, when it's a short run. Mm-hmm. That's the way oh. to go. You know, we were talking in, I think, I've, it might have been the bicycles episode about like those little um, two-stroke engines you can put on a bicycle. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. One of my friends has one that he's not using, so you can put that on your bicycle and go even faster. I actually have a really nice track bike. I'm not putting a two-stroke motor yeah. on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like don't, my, don't mine is that. like an Italian frame. Like it's really nice. It's probably it's actually nicer than some of my actual cars. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, what's next? All right, I think we got I think we got time for one more. So, bad news for the listeners and the people who submitted other stuff we didn't get to. Good news for us cuz we have another episode to do on this sometime. So, works out well for the hosts over at Cars and Comrades. <laughs> but, uh, like I said, I think we got time for one more here. So, we're going to go with this one and this is from for the animals uh, is the account name, and that's for underscore the underscore animals. And their question or prompt was, what hobbies do we have? Uh, do we all enjoy besides cars and Marxism uh, to distract from, you know, the, just the constant doom scrolling? So what are y'all's hobbies besides this shit? So I don't know. Let's... Um, same order, I guess. Let's go with uh, Zach first. Oh, shit. Um, hobbies. Yeah. Well, cars isn't a hobby. It's It consumes most of my life. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, well, I actually I, talk to him a lot. This is, uh, I believe his name is Alex. He's a mechanic, so. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, that, that's, it's not quite my job, but it is what I do with almost all of my free time. I, I've been getting into 3D printing a lot lately. Oh, no cool. shit. Yeah, which is, is fun. It's cool. I'm um, trying to look at how to design my own prints. That seems like a cool thing. A little overwhelming right now. I'm really just absolutely at the beginner phase of that. So I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. But seems like the next logical step is to try to make some real world stuff but honestly i'm doing that just so i can try to 3d print some car parts so even yeah that's the goal eventually yeah even even my hobbies that aren't uh car related are in some way car related 
And then uh, I do the bougiest sport in the world. Uh, I snowboard. Um, I mean, I think the bougiest sport in the world is like polo or. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say polo. Like yeah, yacht racing fair. or something. That's fair. I just feel like people are like, oh, I ski. And it's like, oh, wow. You're, you're one bougie motherfucker. Okay. Well, you, all right. To be fair, you live, but I don't in, ski. You live in Colorado. I yeah. Mean, that's you true. Know, everybody has to do something there. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my main uh, my main winter hobby though. Um, when the garage is too cold to even work on cars, I like to snowboard. Uh, I've been doing that like my whole life. So oh, fucking sweet. Yeah, I ain't no Sean White, but I can throw down. Yeah, I never. There's could. something beautiful about being able to enjoy something even if you're not great at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm fucking good. i almost said even if you're not good but then i didn't want to like belittle i don't know what skill level you are but if you've been doing it that long you're probably pretty all right yeah i mean i i ride like double black diamonds regularly that's like kind of what i enjoy is like out in the back country and stuff away from people i used to do like i used to hike in uh to backcountry spots um but i sold all my avalanche gear and um i don't like to do that without proper gear what is, like, like I get, I, okay. So like, yeah, like what they have like these like parachute jackets now that like inflate if they sense that you're like getting caught in an avalanche, like keep you above yeah. the snow. Um, but back in the day, it was literally just like a shovel, a probe, a beacon, and then like um, a transmitter. So you could like signal to, you know, any other beacon. So like you go with other people, obviously, and if they get buried, you signal their beacon and then you have a shovel and probes to like dig them out. Oh, that's awesome. That's really smart. Yeah. And then um, obviously, like I just had snowshoes. You can get like a split board, which like turns your snowboard into two separate snowboards, like basically like skis. And then you put skins on the bottom of them that like give you traction. So you can like cross country ski basically up a hill, which is a lot easier. But those are fucking hell expensive. I never had those. I just had snowshoes, but yeah, I don't really do that anymore. That's pretty hardcore. Um, and yeah, it's like just a shitload of time and money investment. So now I pretty much stay on, on the regular slopes more or less, but yeah, that's, that's what I spend a lot of time doing when I'm not working on cars. Cool. All right, that's a fucking good one. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I stomped a front flip last season. So that was cool. Sweet. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, then I guess um, Bryant. Uh, that makes you next. What uh, What other hobbies you got? Uh, well, I used to ski a little bit, but I never really got that into it. I like I never owned my own skis. I would just go up and rent them. You know, maybe once or twice a winter. And I got to do in like you know the the blue slopes, but nothing too intense. Maybe moguls every once in a while. But kind of hurts my knees and uh i don't like being cold so i haven't done that in a while <laughs> it's fair yeah and you gotta like wake up early in the morning and drive somewhere you know especially now i-70 is a fucking nightmare anymore. yeah but i don't know maybe i'll get into that some other day maybe if i'm not working a late shift like i am now but uh i've been home brewing beer for a long time like i don't know since my 20s kind of off and on you know, I've got a few recipes I'll, I'll make, and then I've got a kegerator that I usually have five-gallon tank of something in there at any given time. That's sweet. But uh, lately, I've been trying a, a gluten-free diet to try and figure out. I think I've got some food allergies that are screwing me up, so 
I'm doing mostly cider now, which hard cider is is pretty easy to make. And, um, you know, maybe we're thinking about doing uh, talking about that on uh, fuck it. We'll do it live whenever we can find a time to record that again. But uh, having a little homebrew explanation, I think someone else uh, on that show was uh, doing homebrew also. And then uh, let's see. In the in the spring and summer, I'll I'll plant a vegetable garden, but I'm not very good at that. Mostly, I just end up with lots of zucchini. But um, that's fair though. That yeah, that's cool. And I've already talked about you know mopeds and bikes and stuff, bicycles. I'm trying to think what else. I don't know. Fixing all the dumb shit in my house is its own hobby now. I'm putting insulation in the attic, but I wouldn't really call that a hobby. It's not really fun. Yeah, it's, that's what that's yeah. you got to do. <laughs> I, I forgot who said this, but someone was like, you know, home ownership is like the way America tricked the working class into not organizing or something because you're always busy yeah. fixing some dumb shit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Same with the cars. Always right. busy fixing some dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's about it. Uh, I'm not really into like video games too much, but I have done some some stuff. Um, all right, I suppose that makes it uh, that makes my turn then. Um, so other hobbies, uh, I don't have very many. I'm pretty boring. But one hobby, which I, I cards on the table. I have not done this in several years now, uh, almost entirely because of COVID. So I'm gonna try and start to venture back out this year. But um. Probably my next biggest hobby would be uh, pool, as in like billiards. So cool. I do like to sh- I do like to shoot pool. For a while, actually, funny story, coming back to my car, I used to shoot pool in a couple of uh, leagues. So uh, close to the city, one was on the south side, uh, and then the other one was like um, through a pool hall. You know, this was my APA league that I was in. Um, and I was shooting nine ball, which really fun game. Um, so I'll, anyway, there was a guy on my nine ball uh, pool team who had a 350Z uh, that his that he got from his dad. So him and his dad were the only owners of it. And it had low miles. So it was at 60,000. And he was looking to get rid of it. And I bought that fucking car. And it was an awesome purchase. <laughs> So anyway, um, that aside, I kind of like pool. I'm not great at it. I, I played in a couple leagues, but, you know, I was a, I had a pretty average, um, you know, rating. So, I mean, I, I was on the, like, lower part of the middle tier. You know what I mean? But it was fun. Um, I was I was halfway decent at it. And I used to shoot I used to shoot two two nights in leagues and then I used to shoot uh like Friday and Saturday night uh, at the bar. So I spent a lot of time at the bars when I was young shooting pool. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to get back into that this year. Um, I've just I've kind of avoided it because of, uh, because of COVID, obviously. I didn't want to be indoors with in bars and shit. But even though COVID's still going and whatnot, we're kind of trying to uh, slowly get back out there and get you know some exposure to germs and shit again so anyway i will be playing more pool but other than that i uh, don't really have any other serious hobbies 
yeah, I don't, I don't have a yard for a garden or anything, but I would, I could see myself getting into that. Um, so at some point, if I ever have a yard, I'll probably have that. Uh, the dog takes up a lot of my time. I wouldn't call the dog a hobby, but you know, she's, she's my little princess. She gets everything she wants, all kinds of playing and walking. And that also takes a lot of my time. But, uh, actually today with the day we're recording is the one year anniversary that we took her home from the shelter. So oh, congratulations. Nice. Yeah. So it's been a year with, uh, with Edith, my, my wonderful dog and she's very cute. And, you know, now that we've gotten through, cause she had heartworm when we got her. So that was a whole long treatment and everything, but she has been through that. Got one more test uh, to finally confirm that she is totally done with that. But uh, ever since she was able to finish with treatment and we were able to start like going on walks and stuff, that took up a lot of time, but she, uh, she started to turn into a, quite the wonderful dog. So anyway, that's, that's probably the closest things I have to other hobbies, I guess. Yeah. I saw some of the pictures you posted of your very cute dog. <laughs> yeah. She's a, she's a goofball. She's usually upside down too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, and I've, I've posted her on the, uh, on our Instagram and Twitter a couple of times. She's cute, I think. And if you don't think that, I don't want to hear it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nobody's, all right, I think at that point. Yeah. All right. So who's next? I think, uh, Brandon, you're, you're next on this, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I keep pretty busy on account of, uh, being like a mentally ill 40 year old that like lives alone. So it's inc- important to like fill the void with everything that you can. It seems like you, yeah, you do a really yeah. good job with that. Yeah, it's I not not I feel like I'm a lot lazier than people realize. Like, but who knows? Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. Probably not. That, that might just be in your head. You thinking that? <laughs> I basically feel lazy if I I even have days where I have several hours that I don't do anything. Yeah, that's yeah. a Protestant propaganda bullshit man that's that that ain't real life (laughs) i have basically felt lazy since i went off of overtime like i yeah it's you're you're not wrong it it is definitely like the toxic protestant work ethic like just infiltrating me um i i would say that my my thing that is most obviously like a hobby and not like like not that i don't know if you want to consider like having a pet a hobby or not like you said connor uh i do have two cats but you know if they take I, I, up your time, I feel like, you know, that's in the spirit of the question is almost what do you spend your time doing? And pets take a lot of that. Okay, fair enough. Well, I, I have two cats. They're delightful. And basically when I'm being lazy, it's hanging out with them. But yeah, my like definitively like uh, definitely a hobby. Tabletop uh, games. I play oh, like fuck yeah, yeah. Okay, I, that's a good one. I haven't actually played in a while, but I still paint and build like Warhammer 40k stuff. I like to build like terrain and like set pieces. I also have a 3D printer, and I use that to like uh, print a lot of stuff for for games. And I get like I haven't done it in a little while. I've been meaning to set my stuff back up now that it's like officially winter, and uh, I think it's going to be my reward for getting both of my vans running well is to be able to like have the time and like no stress from those vans so that I can like paint, but I'm not that good at it, but I really enjoy it. It's yeah, it's, it's literally like really the fun. only thing I can do that I zone out and relax 
Like, I don't feel like I should be doing other stuff and I don't like get sidetracked by like 18 different things. I just do it. And then suddenly it's four hours later. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's, yeah. that's a perfect hobby. Oh, yeah. I'm also a big horror movie buff. Like I've seen all of the horror movies. Oh, nice. Um, oh, like, yeah. Not literally, but I, I've, I've dug deep enough that like, I've seen a lot of like really crazy obscure shit from like the sixties and seventies. There's like, a film festival that I go to every year where they only show stuff that like, I think the cutoff is like the nineties and it's all like 30 millimeter or like, was it 35 millimeter prints that they've tracked down. Fucking so like wild. I, I head out East to go to that every year, depending on the weather. Like even sometimes when it's really cold, I do a lot of hiking, not that much camping, but like I'll, I'll go out in the woods and traipse around a lot. Oh, uh, hiking is nice. a good one. I do Pittsburgh's a really good for like, you yeah. don't even have to leave the city to just find a park that is like, several square miles and has some crazy trails in it I, I need to do that more of that but like where i live now i definitely have to drive for a while to get to any you know quality nature yeah. and uh, i haven't been shooting in a while but for a long time i was going shooting like on a weekly basis and like actively trying to you know improve my skills and get better so i yeah. still have most of the guns that i bought back then and i only go shooting a few times a year now yeah, it's better than nothing. Yeah. I've been meaning to get into that a little bit myself, but uh, like anything else, it takes time and money, and I'm like, eh, I don't have that the, short supply. I Honestly, like, I got to out of the habit of going frequently after after Sandy Hook. Ammo prices just went crazy, and they've normalized for periods here and there, but mostly not. Yeah. 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 I uh, I went with my brother and my dad. My My brother owns a few guns, and... We went up around Christmas time, and uh, mostly shot twenty twos because that's the the cheapest. Dude, I love shooting my twenty two, man. You spend eleven bucks on a box of rounds, and it'll keep you busy all afternoon. Oh yeah, right, yeah. Like you know, go out with something like seven six two or two two three, and you know, you spend eleven dollars, and you're busy for the next three to five seconds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Low round count drills. That's what you gotta do. Honestly, that's. I, I do some shooting every once in a while, and that's what I've been doing for the most part. Cause I, I've been considering getting a, like a, a Remington 700, like a, a mm-hmm. nice one with a good scope, so that like I just buy a box of 308, and it lasts me like four trips to the range. Yeah. Yeah, if you start doing more long-range stuff, you won't burn through nearly as much ammo, because yeah. you spend five minutes setting up one shot, and then you're like, two meters left. Like, Shit. All right. Well, <laughs> let's readjust. Yeah, like I, I think it might be worth the initial investment cost of, of buying an additional gun and, you know, not burning through three or four boxes every time you go to the range. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I I combat that, like I said, by just doing the lowest round count drills that I possibly can. And I also like to go out into the middle of nowhere where I'm not in like a firing lane so I can actually work on, you know, moving around a little bit, maybe, instead of just standing in one place. And just shooting down a range, like work on like, oh, if I run five yards from here to this spot and then come up on target and then make three clean shots, how quickly can I do that? Yeah, that, that kind of stuff. That, that'll slow down your ammo consumption a little bit. There's a range here that has like courses for stuff like that. There's several around the country. Like it's, I mean, competition shooting has gotten more and more popular recently. Yeah, I, so I, I want to say that range is like, not invite only, but you have to know somebody to have an oh, in. Oh, really? 
And I know a guy who used mm. to go. I don't know if he still does, but I don't know, man. Any any like gun range where you have to have a membership, I it's there's nothing overtly fash about it, but it feels really fucking fashy. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean that's part of this. It just feels like the with with that whole hobby is unfortunately it does attract uh, our opponents. We'll say. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And so, you know, any, any interested listeners, if, if you're having a problem finding a range where you feel safe and comfortable or people you can shoot with that feel safe and comfortable, there are chapters of the Socialist Rifle Association uh, all over the country. Um, and you should find a local branch of that uh, if you are interested in getting yeah. more into shooting sports of any kind. Yeah. I think there's also the uh, John Brown Gun Club yep, or something another like one, that. Yeah. Right? They're not as widespread as the SRA. But I, I know at around. least a couple yeah. of John Brown uh, clubs merged with like the local SRA. That's what, I, I'm pretty sure that's what yeah. happened here. Yeah. And to be fair, um, SRA chapters are a bit hit or miss, to be completely yeah. honest. Your local, yep. honestly, might fucking suck. Um, but it's uh, sucks, then, but... then you just take on the responsibility of improving it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just spend all your free time trying to improve it. You can always start a new chapter if uh, you have. I can't remember the specifics requirements, but I think it's only like two people and a geographically significant difference between the closest chapter. Which I don't know. I can't remember what that is specifically, but I I don't think it's even that far. But like, if you live near a big city, but not maybe in the big city, and there's a city chapter near you that kind of sucks. Maybe you see about getting one for your specific area going so that you can at least, you know, not have to be associated with a chapter that might not be the best. It's something that you could do. Probably easier than getting into a chapter that's a shit show and trying to fix it, frankly. Yeah. And, and you know, Brandon, you mentioned horror movies. That reminds me, a few years ago, I got... So there's a there's a podcast called um, James Bonding where these two guys were going through every single James Bond uh, movie. So I decided to watch every single James Bond movie, and uh, mostly because my my grandpa was really into him, you know. Um, but they're not very good movies, I'm going to say. Uh, but I did eventually watch all of them. And then what's it? That other podcast, uh, Kill James yeah. Bond, came out where they did the same thing. And I finally watched the 67 version of Casino Royale. Don't watch that. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. It wasn't high on my there. list, but noted. <laughs> uh, fun fact that relates to Cars and that movie. That movie broke the record for most on-scene end-over-end car flips ever filmed. <laughs> With their crash, really, I don't remember that. With uh, the crash of the Aston Martin DB9 when James Bond, the, the modern oh, one. Sorry, not the, the 1960. Yeah, okay. Sorry, the modern <laughs> Casino Royale. Yeah, uh, I think it was like nine or something like that. It was a lot. They flipped that car several times. Yeah. Oh, and um, maybe another candidate for my dream garage would be a uh, uh, Toyota 2000 GT. Ooh, yes. Ooh. Probably not the Roadster one that was in the James Bond movie. I forget which one. He drove a Toyota in one? Or was it just in the movie? I think he... No, he drove it or he was the passenger. And they cut the roof off uh, so that he could fit in it. 
that doesn't bode well for me ever being in one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do we do we have another prompt or you should we wrap I, up we, here? We, or we, we have um, we do have a few more, but I just don't think we're gonna get uh, get through them. So I think yeah. we should save those for another edition of this. <laughs> Yeah, I think we did plenty of plenty of content for this episode. Yeah, I'm so. content with this. <laughs> uh, yes, us the creators, we're content. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do this show for us, not the listener. Indeed. Yeah, listener singular, <laughs> right? Hey, if any listener wants to buy any of us any of the vehicles that were in our dream garage, we'll do whatever the hell you want. We'll put yeah. out whatever content you want. And if you're a reason. fed that just heard that. Yeah, buy me a car, dude. I'm not going to do anything for you back, though. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, we'll, we'll tell take you the cars. Will, but... we'll t- yeah, we'll take the cars. <laughs> hey, you never know unless you try. So give us a free car and see if we uh, see if we do what you want. We're not going to, but you could, you could try it. Yeah, maybe it'll work this time. Um, well, on that note, uh, I guess uh, thanks for listening, and remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Hexbear, Reddit, and maybe Facebook, although we don't update that very often. Um, like, not in the last six months at least. <laughs> well, follow us on the social medias, and uh, if you got any questions, comments, whatever, you can always send us an email at carsandcomrades at gmail.com. So. Also, just thanks for everybody who submitted questions. Yeah. yeah thank you yeah sorry uh, and if if you're, you didn't hear your uh your prompt um sorry we will hopefully get to it next time i guess is uh we'll have to just do another one of these um so yeah thanks for everybody yeah. but we uh we get sidetracked and you know you know how it is <laughs> well anyway on uh i suppose on that note thanks for listening so all right bye, bye. everybody bye bye we gon' make you pay five and five, bitch. We make you pay five and water, bitch. We gon' fight riches and not riches, but we gon' fight the solidarity. We said we're not gon' fight capitalism with black capitalism, but we gon' to fight the socialism. <laughs>